Welcome to the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson. I'm here to encourage you in your walk with God. Thank you for joining in. Today's podcast is sponsored by a wonderful company, Creation to Revelation. This group of Christians believe it is extremely important that we teach the Word of God to our kids. They have original graphic illustrations from the beginning of the Bible to the end, featuring the beautiful and consistent presence of Jesus throughout. You can explore all of that at creationtorevelation.com. I'm so thankful you're here, so let's get started. Hey, welcome back, and thanks for listening in. If you are catching this on launch day, it is October the 3rd of 2022, so welcome to October. I hope that this month and the rest of the year goes really well for you. As for me, I'm still stuck back in September. I had a couple of trips to take leading into the end of the month, and I wanted to get a little bit ahead on episodes. So for me, today is September the 21st, which probably does not mean anything special to you, nor did it for me when I woke up today. But then I saw a post this morning from Hal Elrod, author of The Miracle Morning, someone that I've interviewed on this program before, and actually one of the great initial inspirations for starting this podcast, he posted that today is World Gratitude Day. He had a picture of himself and his family, and he expressed how thankful he was for the good things in his life. So let me just ask you first, did you know that that was a thing? Because I didn't. I went to Google it, and I was hoping for a very compelling story to share with you today, but it's really kind of straightforward. In 1965, a group of people in Hawaii were enjoying Thanksgiving Day and said, you know, I think we should do this more than once a year. They used their connections to spread the word, and in 1966, in September, became the first annual World Gratitude Day. Personally, I was looking for God in all of that. I wondered if, in its infancy, it was a celebration of the blessings of the Great Father of Heaven. But even then, I don't think that's an accurate representation The guy who came up with it is a meditation guy, former Hindu guy. He talked about spirituality and God. And while I think it was noble that he was encouraging people to channel their energy toward this God, I doubt very highly it was the creator of the universe and God of the Bible. Certainly now, 57 years later, the God angle has been almost completely removed. There's talk about generally being thankful and letting this be one of those days where you reflect on that. More recent articles talk about sharing gratitude with the people in your life, which will make the world a better place. Anyway, it really exposed what has been my rub with the whole gratitude thing since the beginning. One of the early goals of this podcast was to channel our gratitude more toward God. Some of this today will be a retread from things that were said in previous episodes, but hey, today's World Gratitude Day, so it's warranted. But I've always been frustrated by gratitude without God in it. If you go grab the top 10 self-help, find your purpose, live in peace, secular books at the library, and you open them, chances are most of them will mention gratitude in the first 10 pages. There is this great drive towards a simple idea. You get out of bed every morning and you find something to be thankful for. You treasure that thing in your heart all day and it helps you face the realities of the day and even work through disappointments. But to me, that just feels so shallow, maybe even fragile, to base that on carnal things. You get up in the morning and you say, I'm so thankful that I'm healthy. But what if you get sick tomorrow? 
You've lost the thing that was driving you. Maybe you say, I'm so thankful for my job. I'm so thankful for my friends. But if your joy is tied to things that can be lost or changed in a moment, then that is the depth of your joy, something that can be lost or changed at any moment. And because there's no power greater than you to attribute your blessings to, you don't really even know where to turn when they're lost. Or to push this even further, the child of God can find a way to be grateful to God even for trials. Even for, as we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, all-night wrestling sessions with the Lord as he tests your limits. But if there really is no God to attribute this to, or at least he's distant and uninvolved, and I'm just thankful for things without any real entity governing my life, then I become an incredibly easy target for the devil. So as I said, that was my major impetus for starting Excel Still More. I thought, man, these guys are really onto something. Gratitude is enormously powerful. If they would connect that to the creator, the benefits would be limitless. And really, a lot of things you read in books that describe human nature and help you find a deeper purpose are very well done. But they just scratch the surface of their true value because they're not seated in the Lord. So out of that, for me, came level three, gratitude. I know I've talked a lot about it before, so I will keep it brief for you. There's something else I want to leave you with in the back half of the episode. But my life has changed in bountiful, easily defined, and deeply satisfying ways. When I started every day, not just with thankfulness, but with deep and directional gratitude. This morning constituted day number 1,262 in a row of living a life not just groping for something positive to put a spin on the day, but entering into the throne room to genuinely give thanks. Really quickly, but for those who have not heard about it before, level three gratitude consists naturally of three things. Level one is just pick something good in your life that you're thankful for. And to be fair, that's a very simple concept. That's a basic secular guidance concept. That's a World Gratitude Day initiator. Just look around and say, I am thankful for my health. I am thankful for my spouse. I'm thankful for my home. Just pick one thing. And while I know for a fact that that's actually pretty tough for some people to do, for most of us, it's really easy. It almost happens naturally. But level two is what changes things. In my journal, I write down the thing that I'm thankful for, and then I take a couple of sentences, and I attribute all glory, thankfulness, and credit to the God of heaven. If I chose my health, I might write, Lord, thank you for this nearly 44 years of life. Thank you for sustaining me. Thank you for getting me through ailments and injuries. It is entirely by your grace that I am still alive on this earth. So now I'm not just hopping around going, I'm healthy and that's great, but I'm walking around thinking about how great God is to me and how my health is measurable evidence of how good he has been to me. Level three is not easy for everyone, and I struggle with it on some days, but it's about taking that thankfulness to God and making a commitment to him associated with it. This idea comes from the end of Hebrews chapter 12, where it talks about showing gratitude. I want to demonstrate to God that what he has done means everything to me. So maybe it's my health. And then I thank God for all of what he has done to sustain it. And then I say, Lord, 
before today is over, I'm going to use the energy you've given me to go visit a sister in Christ who is hurting and sick. You should be able to do this with anything. Lord, thank you for my wife or our marriage. And then talk about how God has done this and built this and guided us through. It's his hand that is at work. Lord, today I will honor you in this by telling her how much I love her and giving her special attention. Anyway, you've probably heard about all of that before, but it's worth a re-mention because it takes a very two-dimensional idea. World Gratitude Day. Today, be thankful for something. Find someone in your life who's done something for you and really go overboard telling them how much they mean to you, which, by the way, is a really great thing to do. But this stretches it out beyond one day and causes you to do it every day. It refuses to walk one day in a blessing or even a trial without thanking God for his part in it and attributing to God the power to control it, measure it, and help you through it. But then comes level three, where you make a real commitment to the Lord, a tangible thing today that grows out of how much he means to you. All right, but now I want to stretch this in a deeper, more spiritual, and eternal direction. About a year ago, I went back and looked through my journal at three months' worth of gratitude selections, and most of them were physical, somewhat carnal, and temporary. Things like health and job and Lindale and my wife and my kids and all those kinds of things. And I wondered, why do I mention them so often and not things like the grace of God, the presence of Jesus, or the promise of an everlasting life in heaven? And honestly, I think the reason is fear. I don't have to have good health. I don't have to have a spouse or a home. I just happen to have those things. They are very fragile, and I'm fearful of losing them, and I know it could be God's plan that I lose them. So I excessively, perhaps, thank him for them every day. And while I hope God looks at that and appreciates my reasoning, I also know that he wants me to see so much more. And this is the big swing and a miss with our secular self-help authors as well as all of the blogs I just read about World Gratitude Day. You and I cannot get to a point where we take heaven for granted. We must be the kind of people who know that the deep, untouchable, promised, everlasting goodness of God is the power that makes every day great. The reason I live with joy in my heart, devoted to the things of God, is because the things promised from God are untouchable by this world and by the adversary. I believe that if more Christians, if more of us truly understood who we were in the kingdom of God, and even a percent of the blessings of that poured out of us everywhere that we went, it would completely transform every part of our lives. I would still want to have my life here, my health, which is temporary by design, my marriage, which I guess in that sense is temporary too, my kids and job and to live in Lindale, Texas. I would thank God every day for them, but I wouldn't need them to be thankful to God every day. So I encourage you to have level three gratitude, but move it beyond the physical temporary plane to the deeper and greater things. You will actually discover a level of gratitude that will humble you, which of course is a wonderful quality. 
and will keep us from falling into the trap so often set for the world, and that is comparing ourselves to others. We often base how thankful we are on what we have relative to someone else. The family I have versus the one you have. My job versus your job. What I have versus what you have. So in many ways, gratitude based on earthbound things will always be limited. Because those are the things in which we're always keeping score. Who's got the most? Who's the strongest? Who has the most influence? And that's when this really terrible thing happens where gratitude turns to jealousy, turns to strife, turns to constant comparing, and then disappointment that God hasn't given you what he's given someone else. All the while, as children of God, we have been blessed beyond anything that can be described in words. We are living the greatest possible lives, serving the victorious King, and when we die, which is not fun to think about, when we lose everything here, which is not a joy to consider, it will simply represent a pathway into an unbelievable eternity in heaven with the Lord. Peter writes that when your view is cast in that direction, even now, no matter what, you greatly rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, obtaining as the outcome of your faith the salvation of your souls. Once gratitude transcends the ordinary and the physical, there's no more keeping score or comparing. We don't covet what someone else has with unthankfulness. We just want them to have Jesus so we can all celebrate together. Let me illustrate that here at the end with a story that Jesus told. Last week I was in Kentucky and I tossed in this lesson from Matthew 20 because I wanted everybody to see that if we can learn to live lives of humility, kindness, and gratitude, there is no limit to the things we can do in the name of the Lord. Do you remember the story Jesus told about the vineyard where a group of guys worked all day and then periodically throughout the day they hired more workers until they brought some guys in in the 11th hour? Afterwards, they started paying the guys, starting with the ones that just showed up, and they gave them a full day's wage. And when it got to the ones who'd worked all day for a full day's wage, that's what they were given. But they were not grateful. They were aggravated. They had compared themselves to others and thought that they should get more. They had put in more work, and they deserved more out of it. Now, that's always been an interesting parable for me because it's not really built in kingdom language. We know that the kingdom is not based on working and earning and getting paid what you deserve. But Jesus built it that way on purpose because it actually better represented the way that the Jews thought. They were thankful for the blessings of God, but they felt like they had done some things to deserve it. So Jesus knew that they were not going to accept the Gentiles being saved since comparatively they had not gone through the generations of trouble to get there. In the lesson, I asked everyone how they would feel if they had worked all day for a day's wage and gotten it, but a guy who showed up at five o'clock, like barely learned two names, got paid the same amount. In the end, I told them that I could make three alterations to the story that would make it all okay. I'll tell you all three here at the end, but it's the first one I want you to consider. What if you were hired to work all day for a million dollars? I know you shouldn't believe them, but you do, and you work. And guys are hired all throughout the day. And at the end of the day, the guy who got there at five o'clock is given a case filled with a million dollars. What are you thinking at that moment? Some people might still be comparing their blessings and thinking they're about to get $12 million, but not me. 
I'm just thinking, if that guy got it, maybe I will actually get it. And as they're handing out million-dollar cases, when they get to me, I'm just thinking, please tell me you've got one more back there. And if they did, when we all got out in the parking lot, I wouldn't say, well, we need to pool the money together and divide this more properly. No way. I would just be rejoicing and thankful and happy for everyone because the gift is so incredible, so far beyond what I deserve that I'm just filled with gratitude. So let me just tell you, you need that. And don't wait till next September's World Gratitude Day to start. You need to start that today. Not just thanking God for the temporary things that you have, which is a different amount than the believer next to you, but thanking God for the limitless, abounding, incredible, undeserved riches that you enjoy every day in Jesus, all the time, and will be blessed with forever, and will only get more amazing as time passes, even through the gateway of death. Man, if I lived with gratitude like that, I don't think I would be jealous of others. I don't think I would keep score. I don't think I would make comparisons. Because nothing can compare to what my God has done for me, and I pray for you. In fact, level three gratitude may sound something like this. Lord, thank you for the peace that comes by knowing that you have forgiven me and saved me in Jesus. It is because you sent him to die. It is because you defeated death. You have made this possible. Lord, give me the courage to go share this gift with someone else today. Help me love others enough to tell them about your grace. And by the way, that was the second thing. You can take the million dollars away and make it a normal day's wage, but if those who got paid later in the day were people that you genuinely loved, people who'd been through a hard time, people whose lives might be changed by this, hopefully then you'd be thankful that they received as much as you. But then I made one more change, and I want to finish with this. What if you were the 11th hour worker? Sometimes we act like we're the ones who've been working all day. We're the ones who've earned something, but we're not. You're not. We are far removed from the first century persecution. And at 5.59 and 59 seconds, the Lord opened the door one more time and let you and me come in. And then for just a moment's effort, relatively speaking, he gives us the glories of heaven right alongside the champions of faith and the martyrs. So please live every day thankful for something that Jesus has done, attributing it to God, and living in a way that reflects what it means to you. And as for a day of international observance, well, to me, that day is still yet to come, the day we all see Jesus, and he gives out eternal rewards to the faithful, humble, and kind in what will be the final and most important World Gratitude Day. Thank you so much for joining in today. If you enjoyed this program, consider sharing it with your family and your friends. As always, you can go to excelstillmore.life to sign up for the email, order the three-month journal, or just catch up on old episodes. And also, if you are looking for financial advice or future planning, give John Cunningham a call today, 205-913-1720. And remember this, whatever you choose to do today in the name of the Lord Jesus, excel still more.